Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Mark King. I'm Joseph Walter. And you guys are listening to the 3 and D podcast. We got a great show for you guys. It's been it's been a week since we've been on uh, since we've been on the pod, but uh, we're back. I took some vacation days. That's okay though, because we're allowed to do that here. I think. I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, Maybe. I guess I kind of wanted a pod, but you were just gone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, either way, we got a great show. We're going to talk uh, NBA news. We're going to talk Dwayne Wade uh, going to the Cavs. We're going to talk uh, Melo getting traded to the Thunder, what that kind of means, uh, along with a little bit more Paul George talking with the Thunder as well. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of Grizzlies stuff. We're going to talk uh, first preseason game last night for the Grizzlies against the Magic. We have uh, Jermichael Green signing. We have uh, Media Day. We, so we got a lot, a lot of stuff to get to since we've been out of the loop for a week. So we have uh, an extra extra dose of a pod today. Uh, so a lot of stuff to get to. But uh, first and foremost, let's start with, uh, like we always do, let's start with NBA News. And let's start with Dwayne Wade. Let's start with talking about how this impacts not only the Cavs, but how it impacts the finals. As we as we know, it will probably be the LeBron-led Cavs and the Warriors into the finals. Although the Thunder, they, I think, now may have given them a run for their money. So let's let's first of all let's just talk about uh, Dwayne Wade. What what do you think, Joe? If anything, it does for for the Cavs uh, finals hopes. I guess it, let's just assume they're going to play the Warriors. So what do you think it does for them? Um, it definitely. It's it's somebody that can go get a bucket. You can give Dwayne Wade the basketball, and he can get you a bucket in big times. I think it's I think it's big uh, for Cleveland to be completely honest with you. I, as you know, I'm a LeBron hater. I think he's the best you know basketball player I've ever. You know, I was so young when Michael Jordan was around that LeBron is the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. But when it comes down to it. It was Kyrie that got the job done a few years ago. It was Dwayne Wade that got the job done in Miami in those really heated finals that we've got to have at moments. So I think if Dwayne Wade can stay healthy, um, I'm kind of curious as to how they use him and uh, how much he plays during the regular season and how much he sits and his minutes and things like that. But I think that this is really, really big um, because it's, it's somebody else that you, I mean, there's only Steph Curry isn't an amazing defender, um, so you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to guard and Isaiah Thomas. I guess Steph is gonna have to guard Isaiah because uh, you know Durant usually you know Durant and Draymond kind of share that load on LeBron, and so you know then now they've got Isaiah Thomas. Uh, you know Clay Thompson usually takes the you know that scoring guard, so now they have two. Uh, so I think it's very big for them. What about you, ma'am? I, I do. I think. I think. I mean. I, I. I don't think we can sit here and say it's not good for them. I mean, it's Dwayne Wade. It's another. Like I said, it's another guy who can go get you a bucket. And I mean, we talked about this earlier before we started. I mean, he's only making two point three million, but who cares? Because the Bulls owe him what eighteen million still. It's twenty. I think he was making twenty four, and his buyout was like less eight. So you're talking a guy who's making still making. $18 million for this season. He doesn't care. He you doesn't wanna, care what he's making. Want to know what I think is really funny? Did you see when they asked him earlier this summer why he opted into this contract? No, but, I mean, I can only imagine. Just, you got to get paid. You know how many reasons he gave? 24. 24 million of them. <laughs> they asked him why he opted in, and he said 24 million reasons. I mean, I would have – I mean, it's just that's, that's a smart business decision. But, 
I don't think we can all sit here and pretend like it doesn't help uh, the Cavs in any any shape or form because now, like I said, there we all know LeBron and Dwayne are good buddies, and it gives you another person to go out and get buckets. And, and Dwayne Wade, it, it was a good defender. Uh, I don't know about much now, um, but I think he's still a very capable player. Um, so it, it remains to be seen what what they're going to do with the Warrior or the Warriors when they get there. But I think this gets just one more piece to the puzzle for LeBron and for the Cavs to have someone who can make big shots. And Dwayne Wade is accustomed to that. He's a superstar in the league. This is, for him, I think was a no-brainer. Uh, I know I saw some people talking about uh, if Fisdale would give Dwayne Wade a call, but that's just – that was like <laughs> – that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. We we actually discussed this Dream episode on, on Dream episode, on. what, like two or three – like, it, it would be great, but th- that's never going to happen. That is not reality that we live in. It would have been awesome, but it's just not reality. So I think this for Dwayne is is easily the best possible situation he could be in. I don't I – don't, I mean, he wants to win championships. He wants to win rings. He doesn't – I mean, I would say he doesn't care about money because he does. But if you're already getting paid by the Bulls, at that point, money really doesn't matter because you're still getting paid by another team. So I, I don't know if this, this changes, like I said, the finals outcome. I'm not sure, and that remains to be seen. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Um, let, let's move on to the uh, the Mello uh, trade. So this happened last weekend, I guess, right? Last weekend before training camp. Um, again, I was out of town last weekend. I had to go to Disney World with my family. Um, I Make didn't it have sound a, miserable. I did not have a choice to take uh, seven days off of work, but I, 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 my wife made me. But nonetheless, uh, so Melo gets traded to Paul to uh, the Thunder for Enes Cantor and Doug McDermott. Is that correct? I know I know those are players, but I don't know if there's a pick involved there. I think there might be a pick. Yeah, Enes Cantor, Doug McDermott, and a second round pick. So basically, pennies on the dollar. Pennies. So you have basically what this is how this happened. All right. So Melo doesn't want to be in New York anymore. He also doesn't want to miss training camp. So he says, I want you to trade me on Friday. And they say, okay, well, give us some – because he has a no-trade clause. So give us some possible destinations. He gives them a few. Well, they call those players – they call those teams. Those teams don't want to – don't have a much to give or don't want to give that much for Melo. And then he says, I want to be traded right now before training camp. And guess what? They have to sell them for basically pennies on the dollar. And that's what they did. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know – I wouldn't put it past the Knicks just to take something crappy because they're crappy front office. But that's what you get. So you, the Thunder have now gone out and gotten – and Sam Presti with the Thunder has now gone out and got Paul George for basically nothing and Carmelo Kamar- Anthony, two legitimate superstars in this league for basically nothing. Uh, two, I think we'll probably – we both agree, top 20 players in the league easily. So how does this change the Thunder, Russell, Russell Westbrook's team? Um, I, when I saw this, I, um, immediate, the, the, the first thing that came to my head was which one of them is going to be the first to bitch about having to play the four, whether it was going to be Paul George or Carmelo. I believe your answer was Carmelo. Absolutely. Um, I mean, every, they every both, day. They, neither one of them like to play the four and we can look back in the past and show it. they both bitched about it in the past. Yep. Um, so I'm very curious to see what's going to happen there. Uh, I can't, my cannot wait, cannot wait for the first Russell Westbrook Carmelo Anthony uh, feud on the on the bench. I'm really excited about it. You think that's going to happen? I do. I do. I, Russell Westbrook I, I hate is Ru- a 
ball dominator and they're and he's really good at it. He wins a lot more games as a ball dominator than Carmelo does as a ball dominator. I think that's very fair. Just look at I mean you can look at last season with the Russell and the Thunder. I mean he had a trash team and still won games. And do you think do you think Carmelo's just not gonna get all of a sudden just not get his shots up and not have the ball? Yeah, I mean you can What about a, Paul George? He's the one literally screaming at somebody at the end of the game uh, last year at the playoffs against Cleveland. I forget who he's screaming at to give him the ball. And he's like made one game-winning shot in his career or something. So I'm ready to see who – I think that Russell Westbrook is the alpha on that team, but I'm ready to see the other two – not play as the alpha on their team because I, I think that there's there's no way they are. Russell Westbrook is a dominating personality and player for that matter. So I'm very excited to see what kind of comes of these. I mean, they have they're playing a point guard right now, three small forwards. And uh, a center, basically, as their starting lineup, if I had to guess, Roberson, who's a small forward. Right. And Carmelo, who's a small forward. Paul George, who's a small forward. And uh, Steven Adams. So I kind of I think it's a cool uh, combination of players. I don't necessarily, as everybody keeps joking uh, about James Harden and Chris Paul, there's only one ball. This is three of them, and there's only one ball. Yeah, I think that I don't. I don't think I necessarily think that Paul George is that much of a problem as, as like you said, Carmelo is. I think Carmelo is a is a huge factor, and so is Russ. I think like you. I think like you mentioned, Russ. And if 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 we see any of them get into, I think it was, I would think we would see Russ and Melo get into it first. Um, but I, I think you would just see. I, I guess Robeson go to. I personally think you would probably see Melo at the four and and, and Paul George at the three, as listed as the starting lineups. But I don't think it. I, you know. I don't think it really matters once you get out there. I think it's probably this this the league and the game is such a fluid offense these days that it doesn't really matter. Positions that were you know ten or fifteen years ago were positions are really now it's you know you have tweeners and you have these small ball fours and it's such a different game and it's so fast now. I'm not sure if it's going to matter. It's a matchup nightmare. Absolutely, it it's really a matchup. is nightmare it's a I mean, lot I, like I, I hate that the Grizzlies have to play them that this many times this season now. it reminds me just of the matchup a lot like the Bucks, where you know they have I mean they don't have a seven foot Giannis but you know they have Giannis they have Chris Middleton they have Jabari yep. Parker who are all threes yeah yes, I, they I mean, are. so it, I think it, and they are a matchup nightmare watch them play Every team just struggles to match up. Yep. And that's why Jabari was so awesome at the beginning of last year before he got hurt. So he always had somebody smaller on him, and he had just amazing moves to the bucket. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The Bucks are – Let's just. I mean, this is obviously a side note, but the Bucks are huge – are one of my – uh, league pass teams for have, were last year, and I think they're going to be going into I'm this excited. year. And I, I think you're going to have to add the Thunder to it too. I mean – it's a, like I said, it is a matchup nightmare, especially for the team like the Grizzlies. Uh, they have, the Grizzlies have gone to the pace and space um, uh, mantra. They have moved away from the grit and grind. Now we are now coining it steel, pace and space. Grizzlies marketing, you are welcome. If you want to use that, feel free. 
Uh, but Stop we do, using grit grind. Please. Let's just let's not let's not call it what it is uh, anymore. So, um, you know, like I said, it remains to be seen what the Thunder are going to do. I, I'm excited about seeing what what they're going to do. Uh, not as a fan of the Thunder, but just as a fan of the NBA, how they're going to make this work. Um, and so we'll we'll see. Uh, but let's let's move on. Uh, last piece of NBA news, and this kind of goes, I think, probably sports wide. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I think we do have to address it, and we do have, do have to talk about it for a minute. And that's the um, – you have a lot of players in the NFL that have been taking a knee during the National Anthem. It's been a huge, huge debate uh, on social media and in every TV station. This is now not a news story – I mean a sports story. This is a news story. And and so um, I think we all know the story right now. I'm not going to go through it or how it has kind of exploded over the past two weeks. But now in a position where we're seeing – uh, we, you know, we last year I don't think this happened at all, but now we're in a position where players are actually talking about this now in NBA players if they will actually physically take a knee during the national anthem in NBA NBA games. And um, there was a lot of talk about this. Uh, for me personally, I I am for what everybody, any, whatever you want to do, uh, however you want to protest, I am for that. Uh, that's what I think makes this country so great and the freedoms that we have so awesome. And so uh, that's my personal opinion, and I don't really care if anybody likes it or not. But anyway, that's, that's, the, that's like I said, the freedoms we enjoy. But the, now the NBA has come out and said that they have a specific league rule that, did, that did, um, will not let anybody, you know, uh, kneel for the national anthem they have to stand there are certain there's apparently a actual league rule um and i saw the memo from league that it would they would basically uh discipline players at their discretion uh at the league level not the team level if they took a knee my question to you is what do you think uh after everything that's happened now that our this is such a political conversation and now it's a like i said it's not a sports conversation anymore it's a news conversation and a political conversation um, where I think in the past couple of years with a few NFL players, it was more of a sports-related story. It didn't really bleed into any uh, other outlets. That being said, do you think they will have players say, I don't care about the fines, I care about the stand? Do you think we'll see that? And the, uh, and also wanna, I also want to get your thoughts on it as well, just in general. I, I think this – I hate this topic. I'm, I, I understand, but it's something that now is a sports topic, and I think we have to talk I, about I, it. Right. I want to stick to sports, and this is sports. So um, I hate this topic. I hate that everybody's talking about it. I just wish the one – there is one thing that I really wish um, about this protest, and, and I'm – that we you have the right to protest and do it however you would like. But let's – Let's take a stand for something um, or a knee for something that a specific purpose. I have no damn clue why these people are taking a knee. And, and some of them are doing it for these reasons and some of them are doing it for these reasons. And it needs to be a unified front that these are the reasons that we're taking this knee. It is not to piss off, you know, like to veterans or to – anything like that that people have taken this so far because nobody knows what they're taking a knee for they they talk about it and the, some of them go into it but i mean colin kaepernick's the one who started it he hasn't done an interview in god knows how long uh and that's not his style and that's fine but it's 
Let's let's. I wish everybody would get unified on this front and this say, hey, these are the reasons that we're taking a knee. These, this is exactly the reason we're doing it. Not we're taking a knee for the during the national anthem. Like I, I just think that there, it needs to be a unified front to know, like yes. These are the reasons. I'm going to say it again. These are the reasons that we're doing this. And right now, I just think it's really wishy-washy. You know, people don't know exactly what it is that they're taking a knee for. And some people just think that they're literally just crapping on America and the flag. And which is not the case at is, all. Which is not. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not know, agreeing. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm that, not agreeing not with that side. of. But I just wish it would, you know, that they would, you know, that it would be something where they're saying, this is the reason that we're doing it. I think I'll I'll say I kind of agree with you to a point, and I'll and then I'll make and I'll explain. I think I think I, I think that they've done a pretty good job of saying that hey, this is about racial inequality and police brutality. Um, I think they're also that some players, like you said, don't mention it enough. And and the other side of it is that I also think that yes, a, a protest are protests for a reason and the what protests do is get people to start talking about the conver- you know having conversations and so uh whether people like it or not even if you hate the protest guess what you're doing you're talking about it you're doing exactly what they want you to want you to do now the problem is i think the conversation has shifted from why they're protesting into they hate america and so i think that is unfortunate because it really waters down what the what conversation they're trying to start, which is about uh, police brutality, and so that I think is the is the what the president has done and his comments have done towards the players, which is what it really incited people to do more of, um, has really watered down the conversation of what it really should be about. And instead, you have instead of people having, you know, conversations about the what the protest stands for, like you said, now you're having conversations about something completely different. And so I do think that. There needs to be now. There needs to be a uh, you know w- w- from protests need to go action. That's what you know. That's usually what you need. You need protests into action or conversation into action. And so, I think they need. To, we need to, you know if this is a continual protest, you need to look at what is the next step. You know what is what comes after you know protest and kneeling and you know and start having those conversations or trying to have those conversations with uh, with your senators and congress congressmen and other people just in general. So I think that. I said I, I, I'll agree with you kind of because I think that where it started and where it is now is different because of the way it's been politicized uh, on numerous multi, you know, media outlets and uh, Fox News and all kinds of different outlets that not necessarily may be your best source of information. And so that um, I think is unfortunate, but I think that, you know, people need to start having, you know, trying to get back into, like you said, what it is really about. What what do they really you know what do we want to really change about our country and so I, I think I'll leave it at that and I think we'll move on unless you have something else. No, let's uh, please move on. <laughs> and I was just let me finally say this though: the people who tell athletes to stick to sports and not have a, not have a mind other than sports, it's going to be a rough year for them. I can already you know that that's that's already going to happen. But nonetheless, we'll move on. Uh, let's let's talk Grizzlies. Let's talk Grizzlies. It's been a long time since we've talked Grizzlies together. Over a week on the podcast, anyway. I mean, we've done it off the podcast. I keep wanting to say great ground, but I guess I'm you just going to have pace and space. Pace yeah. and space. Pace and space, baby. Um, so, Mark Gasol was in a, did not play last night. He has a high ankle sprain. Apparently, did it. Uh, what are you playing for? Spain. Play on it anyway. 
because that's Mark. He gets to be some kind of, I don't know, uh, Superman for his, his, you know, his country, which is great. Uh, but leaves, you know, apparently it was not really reported. I didn't, I don't remember even seeing it really being reported the first time. I think I kind of remember, but I don't really. Uh, but now you look up and Mark Gasol was held out uh, for precautionary reasons on the first preseason game. High ankle sprain. Do we make anything of this? No. No. Uh, I know. I definitely don't think we do. I'm actually. He played all summer for Spain. I mean, I'm down with him not playing in the preseason. I don't really care. He's very good at basketball. He is. We, very and we have a lot of people who need a lot of reps. So let's rep him. And Marco Sol ain't one of them. Yeah. So, uh, so I we say did, we, we. I say we rep him. So we spent our three minutes on the Marco Sol injury. Let's. <laughs> next big piece of news. Uh, so Jamichael Green finally took our advice. He clearly listens to this podcast. Clearly. Clearly listens to this podcast. Finally took our advice and signs for the Grizzlies. Two years, $17 million. This is a good deal for the Grizzlies. This is a good deal for Jermichael. I think, you know, you get Jermichael Gritz his two years, still gets to be back on the market when he is 30. Grizzlies get him a good number. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, he still will be a restricted free agent. Uh, next time around, so I, I have no problem with this at all. I think it's a win-win-win-win. Yeah, I I definitely think it's for the all right for the for the moment that we're in right now for this 2017, 2018, 2019 Grizzlies team. Yes, this was a good move in the situation that we're in right now. Um, we're not like two years, 17 million, you know, that's, I just, it's an easily movable contract too. It's if an easily to. movable contract. He is, is a piece, you know, he can play whether he can start in the playoffs against the Spurs. Well, he clearly can't, he clearly can't, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> Jamichael has gotten better every single year he's been in the league. Well, this is this is so. he, he has to get even better this year. This is the year where he literally he has to take a giant. Not, I would say, but like a, a serious medium step forward. I mean, you like I mean I know like <laughs> like a, not a giant leap, but he has to have a serious like half a step, like a medium step. You know, like you you have to have him contribute more. I mean, Zebo's points are gone. Tony's for whatever points he had are, are gone, but like. You have to have him contribute more on the offensive end. You can't look up and be like, okay, well, you can't play in the postseason because we don't trust you. I, you know that can't happen. It can't happen. We're we won't we won't have that happen to us this year um, unless he takes that that medium step. We won't be in the playoffs. So you think is that important to what we're doing? Yeah, I mean, who the heck else is going to get a rebound on this team? Chandler Parsons. Just kidding. <laughs> that was the only stat line that he, he would get like four rebounds in every game last year. He'd be like, oh, yeah, Chandler got the rebound. Yeah, there you go, Chandler. Turnover. Like, the one thing. <laughs> Turnover. Uh, I would have liked the I would have liked the Jamichael signed for three years, but I get it. I, I'm I get fine it. with two. I'm fine with two. We need to – this team has so much going on right now that in two years – this team could be Marcus Gasol, Mike Con. You know, we could be without our our two best players. You know, like it, it could it could happen. 
it could happen. I don't think it's going to be surprised. It, it would. I think we would have to be in a very bad spot. I think that for like you know Mark to be. First of all, I think if we're in a very bad spot and looking into January this year and we're ten games under five hundred, I think you start seriously considering, really considering offers from Mark. Uh, but beyond that, I, I think that you know I think they'll be I think we'll have them. But like you said, it is a possibility. It is a very real possibility that Mark looks up in in two years and says, you know what, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. I got you know one contract left in the NBA, and then I'm done. I definitely don't want to spend it on a really really bad Grizzlies team. Um, so that you know, we'll we'll see. But like you said, I think Jamichael he's got to take he's got to do something this year other than what he's done offensively. I think the other play the other pieces to his game. Um, I think his defense you know his defending is really good. He can he can defend. Uh, uh, he, the small he, guarded ball Kevin, he guarded Kevin Durant. Exactly. I mean, those pieces to his game are 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 fine. But he's got to start, and he can and he can shoot the three ball. But he doesn't take the shot. He's got a sharp pull on the trigger, and we've talked about this before. We've we've compared him to someone like Draymond Green, who is only like a twenty eight percent three point shooter, but he takes the shot. He he takes a shot, and so when he takes the shot, people have to at least at least step out a little bit and at least honor that even like a little bit. And so he's got to be that guy where if he has the ball on the three point line, you know teams have to come out and and either close out on him even at all. Because they know he's going to take it. Because right now they're just like, well, you know, if he takes it, you know, they'll beat us. But seventy percent of the time he passes it to Marcus Hall instead of taking the shot. So, yeah, um, Draymond's a career thirty-two percent three-point shooter. Yeah, like I said, he he he's not very good at it, but but he takes them, and that's the difference. All right, um, Troy Daniels also got traded to the Suns. Uh, so farewell, Troy Daniels. We will miss thee. I was a Troy Daniels uh, truther. I was a fan, but I understand why. You were the captain. I think I may have been the captain. You, you majors, you said it. <laughs> you were the captain of the train. The conductor is what you were. Excuse me. And now Troy Daniels is gone. He is gone for uh, Troy Daniels and a second round pick is gone for a second round pick that is highly protected. Like top 55 protection, so it will never actually convey. So, we basically gave away Troy Daniels in a second-round pick. If you can imagine that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I don't know if it, I don't think it. Do, I don't think it matters in long term. The only thing that really makes me mad about it is that you give it. You have to get, but you have a guy that you signed that didn't work out again, and then now you have to give up something just to get rid of a, the contract. And guess what? If you had been a little bit more, had more foresight in the summer, in the summer when people build their rosters instead of during training camp, you would have to do this. If you didn't have twenty-eight guys on the, on the roster, it wouldn't matter. Well, and so now you, but you, you, you have to move them because you have to make room for other guys. Jay, we had to make room for Jermichael. We already at, had twenty. At the very least, you have to make room for Jermichael, and not including not including you know people like Mario Chalmers, who you think is probably going to make the roster. And so that's where I think I have a the, I have a huge problem with it is that you have another misstep by the front office that we write off as oh well you know we traded Troy Daniels in, in a second round pick and we got a second round pick back but guess what that second round pick you will never get it is a top fifty five protected pick it will never convey ever ever so you don't don't think you got something in return so now it is another blunder another black eye on the front office 
who if they had just had even the remote amount of foresight of what the hell they were doing in June instead of September, you could have avoided this easily. Because if you're shopping Troy Daniels in June, you probably might you might be able to get a, a actual second round pick back for him. I don't know, but this is just I think this is bad all around for the Grizzlies. I don't think it, the, the 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 trade I could care less about. I don't care if Troy Daniels is gone. He doesn't matter that much to the team. But I think the way it went down is just really really crappy. <laughs> I've I've just come to expect it, Mark. Remember the at the end of the last episode. We joked that we were just gonna like, uh, who did we say we were just we were just gonna cut like somebody that we just signed? You know, it was like we might as well oh, prepare yeah. for the worst. Might as well, yeah, exactly. So, so not we didn't end up cutting anybody. We just ended up trading a player who is is that the only piece anybody actually would give us a super protected second round pick for? Do you think? What, oh, sorry, what was the Is question? that the only player on that we were willing to, you know, give up, of course, young player that any that anybody even wanted was Phoenix. We were finally reached out to Phoenix and they were like, I mean, I guess Troy Daniels and we'll give you like a super protected second round pick that you're probably not gonna get and um we'll take a second round pick. And we were like all right. I mean, I just yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Just expect I mean, the I, worst. I don't know if if he's the only player. I mean, I think you could have gotten. I I think that you could have gotten other players on our team for others. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I don't think that Troy Daniels was the only guy you could have gotten rid of. If that's what you're asking, I think that no, I is think that the only only player that any team actually kind of was like, eh, we'll take a flyer on this guy. I mean, what are you going to do? What, you've watched Jarrell Martin be awful. You've watched Andrew Harrison for a whole damn season be awful. You know, it's like, I don't want those two guys. Um, who else you got? Uh, you know, like. All right, so just this is from our, our good, our, my good buddy on Twitter, uh, Keith, from Fast Break Breakfast. is also a really good podcast. It's at Fast Break Break on, on Twitter. But so he tweeted this, and I had to look it up. That's what I was doing when I was asking. I wasn't listening to your question. I was looking this up. Uh, so Grizzlies traded uh, the Clippers 19 first, the Brooklyn 19 second, two 2018 seconds, and Troy Daniels for Deontay Davis, Rod Gazogorak, Ivan Rabb, Dylan Brooks, and a fake second round pick. So Just to right. recap, a first round pick. And Brooklyn's second round, pick, second round, so basically first round pick and three second round, seconds for Troy Daniels. Excuse me, let me rephrase that again. Oh my God! One more time. A first round pick, three second round picks. Troy Daniels for Deontay Davis, Rade, Ivan Rab, and Deontay and Dylan Brooks. I know that we and we know started. that Ivan Rab isn't very or uh, Rade isn't very good at all. I was going to say I know that we we're going to talk about the game last night. You. I was driving and you were watching while we were in the car, so you saw quite a bit of it, more of it than I did. But what I saw of Rade was that we might as well just go ahead and ship his ass back to Europe because he ain't ever getting on an NBA court. And then Deontay Davis. He had a solid seven rebounds last night. But he's, he's it's over six. I mean, look, look forget, <laughs> forget, about, forget about what, like, I mean, Deontay Davis couldn't even get buckets in the summer league. I mean, he didn't even want to shoot the ball against straight-up scrubs. You think Deontay Davis is going to go out to shoot the ball against Vujicic or Dwight Howard? 
No, absolutely not. And this is like this is just this is this is this is trash to to give away that much future. I guess it doesn't matter because the Grizzlies don't draft well anyway, right? Yeah, that, so I guess as, as I, we always say, like, yeah, let's look for offers for Mark, and then it's like, well, but then who are we gonna take? If, if we that? if we trade away Mark, we have to get players for him. We can't get draft picks because the Grizzlies don't know how to draft. I'm I'm fully worked up now. I'm in I'm in a you mood. You got a lather going. I got a lather going over my. I I I wasn't mad until I remember why I was mad about Troy Daniels. It's been a week. <laughs> So I had this huge Twitter rant out about this uh, Troy Daniels things, and now I remember why. I was calling you like, we need a pod right now because i got to get this out. Um, so last thing, uh, or a couple things, uh, media day happened. I don't know if we really even need to talk about this, but it did happen. Some things were said, some things weren't said. Um, I think the, probably the most notable thing that came out was uh, Fisdell, again, going back to the protest, Fisdell said he would take a knee with his players if they decided to do that. Um, but you know we have a lot of players. Um, <laughs> Would he take a knee with like an individual or the whole team? I, I don't know. That wasn't. I don't. I don't know if that. I'm not sure if that was qualified. Um, but I think. I think it was more of a. Um, a team thing. I'm not sure if he would. If, I mean, I, I wouldn't put a pass on to, to join an individual like Mike Conley if, if that's what they wanted to do. Um, several guys, including Mike Conley, Parsons, said that the unknown was the most excited about about this team. Um, I don't. If, and if, <laughs> I don't. I don't like if, that. If, if, however, however excited Mark, Mike Conley is about the unknown, I'm I'm equally as scared. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's kind of like a lot of it's unknown because we're just now trying to figure our roster out. Well, it's unknown, yeah, because 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 Fizdale doesn't even know who's going to be on his roster in, in in the first game. He doesn't even know like who he's really going to play. That's the problem. Well, we. <laughs> we we at least got to to watch Mario last night. That got so me let's, really. Let's, let's not. Let, no, I'm just. No, I'm talking about happy things right now. I got to uh, watch Mario Chalmers last night, and I was very very happy. Um, and was really scared that that he wasn't going to be back. And so I'm. I know I just broke off topic, but I wanted to. Get some happiness into our life. I see you sweating over there, <laughs> and I just want to get you get you feeling back with good. So let's let's do that. Let's just talk. Let's let's. Okay. Uh, I, I really don't even care that much to talk about me today. It's it's like so long. It's like a week ago. I think everybody's already talked about it, and I don't think we need to do anything else. But uh, so let's talk about preseason. We had the game last night. Grizzlies won against the Magic, and it was in FedEx form. Hardly anybody were there. We weren't definitely weren't there. But uh, 92-84 was the final. Uh, so let's let's talk, let's continue on your Mario Chalmers, uh, which you were talking about earlier, because Mario Chalmers looked awesome. I mean, I know that it's preseason, but we're about to seriously have an overreaction to a preseason game, and that's okay because I'm ready for it. Because guess what, Mario Chalmers, best player in the NBA, easily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it's good to have him back. I mean, it's it it made me feel. That much more comfortable knowing, like, okay, we have a backup point guard. I think they can legitimately still play because we all know we. But when he was coming off the bench for Mike, I loved it. I mean, the offense didn't really stall. It was great. He can get buckets. He's he's really good. And so if he can, if you know, if he's back to where he was, which he looked like it last night. I mean, he. Let me look at his stat line. He was nineteen points. Is that what it was? Uh, uh, let's see. Mario Chalmers last night was. 20 minutes, seven from 10 from the field in 19 points, 
um, two assists and a, and a rebound. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, like, like I kind of said earlier, you got to see quite a bit more of it than I did. But from the, I saw, I saw some some scooping scores and uh, Man, I saw miss, I saw miss a couple threes, uh, miss corner three. Uh, um, but you know, I this is the last picture I saw of him. He was not looking like he could play basketball at an NBA level. And I know last night we were playing the Orlando Magic, and they don't have all that many players that play at that said NBA level. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I was very happy with what I saw last night, and the Grizzlies' backup point guard situation is – Maybe uh, you know, maybe in the same place it was uh, a couple years ago before when Mario. Before it, it's Mario not so big car. of a question mark now. I think, I, and I, like I said, I don't think you can you can take away so much stuff from from preseason, but I think you can learn a lot just from how the players how move exactly how the players move. Um, uh, you know, you know, shots are going to continue to get better and as they get more of a rhythm in, in game action. So, I just thought, like I said, just from him, like the way he moves, his speed was there. Uh, kind of his first step um, when he goes by defenders. And so that's kind of the things that you uh, lose when you have an Achilles injury like that. And some people really never regain. But to me, like just from the eye test, I don't know exactly how fast he was or whatever two years ago, but like just from the eye test, I thought it looked, I thought he looked good. Um, Quite opposite. What I thought was really strange is how long it took Andrew Harrison to get into the game. I mean, he, he didn't enter the game until the fourth quarter. Like when the scrubs enter the game, like that's when he got in the game. I, I don't know. What do you think? But what do you, I don't. Do we make anything of that? I mean, I know. Mark, we've known for three years. This guy's a scrub. I know he's trash, but I mean, so is Wade Baldwin. But Wade Baldwin played twenty minutes. But Wade Baldwin is a first round. <laughs> Andrew sorry, Harris, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Andrew Harrison is better than Wade Baldwin. But they think that there's but there's no upside with Andrew Harrison. We know exactly what Andrew Harrison is today. That's what he's going to be tomorrow. That's going to what he's probably going to be next year. It's probably what is going to be the year after that. Um, Wade Baldwin has upside. You know, he has the size, speed. People tell me he has other things, but I haven't been able to see them yet. And, uh, <laughs> and I've watched every minute he's ever played on a Grizzlies basketball court. Wade Baldwin is good at speed and athleticism, but I'm afraid that that doesn't translate to the NBA. So, I mean, he, Wade Baldwin played 20 minutes, was three from nine. He had six rebounds, which is great, and eight points. I mean, like, he's just not good. And he still looks like a D-League player. And that's unfortunate because he shouldn't look like a D-League player anymore. He, I mean, he I know, still looks like he has no idea how to run an offense. He, he, he looks very confused. He does. He looks very confused about what he's supposed to do. And it just it makes no sense to me how this is. And I don't know. I'm not sure if the Grizz – well, I know the Grizzlies aren't good at developing players, but I'm not sure if he is the, like – we can't develop him type of guy or he just sucks type of guy or both um i, I you know i think i think a lot of it i have no idea i've literally never met this kid but what i think but from watching him and from i follow him on instagram and i you know follow him on snapchat like every 
so my little bit of you know dive into this kid's life like i think he thinks he's russell westbrook like he gets the ball in his hand and it's freaking game over and he's not there is i have seen two people move like russell westbrook in my life and that was derrick rose before he tore three knees up and, <laughs> and 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 Russell Westbrook. Those are the only people I've ever seen move like that in my life. And and I think he thinks he's that, that super ultra athletic point guard. I don't have to run an offense cuz I'm going to break your defense down, take it to the goal. And I ain't seen any of it. Well, I mean, he is super speedy and super athletic, but he doesn't have the handles to go along with it. And that I think is therein lies the problem with Wade Baldwin. Now, I, again, I don't know why he played twenty minutes and why Andrew Harrison played twenty minutes. I did a live recap for Grizzly Bear Blues Facebook Live last night, so that's on the Facebook page. You can go check out kind of my first reaction to the, the the game. But like I said this last night, I don't know. Maybe he knows like Fizdale knows what he's got and Andrew Harrison. Like you said, he kind of knows where. It's, yeah, to play in thirty minutes, he played more minutes right. than so anybody like, last you know, year. He had to have. So you, you kind of know what we have with Andrew Harrison, and you kind of want to roll out Wade Ball on twenty minutes, and and that's why he only played twelve minutes. I'm not sure. I mean, it's very, very real possibility, or he just thinks, you know what, it's time to move on. I want to see what I got in Wade Baldwin. I know I have Mario Chalmers, and Andrew Harrison is probably might be on the outside looking in. Um, so that I think we'll we'll probably find. We'll get more info on that. I think as see as we see how uh, game two kind of sh- uh, shakes out. Um, somebody we've been trashing for uh, is this is epi- this is episode seven, right? So this is still in our infancy in this podcast. But for six episodes, we've been trashing Drell Martin because we think he's not very good at basketball. And then he goes out and gets twenty two minutes, seven for eight, sixteen points with four rebounds. He's a plus nine. Drell Martin. He's been listening to our podcast. Dude, I told you this earlier. Jarrell Martin and Jermichael Green both listen to this they podcast. They get their NBA yeah. news from the 3D podcast. And if you're not, that's your own fault. That is your own fault. And That's where you went wrong in life. Yeah. So, so Jarrell, I have, I believe, every single episode we've had, I've said he is the most athletic guy on the Grizzlies team. And struggles to play basketball. We now, also have said that he would be the first one to get cut. We've too. also said that he's going to be the first one to get cut. So it's so obvious that he's just been listening to this podcast and been like, you know what? F you, Mark King. <laughs> Mark <laughs> underscore producer, whatever your Twitter <laughs> name is. F you, Joseph Walter, J.R. Walter 4. I don't need you. I'm going to show you what's up. So, Jarrell, guess what, bro? Stop sucking. I think if I just keep telling you how bad you are, that you're just going to keep getting better. So I want to pl- I want to like applaud you right now, but I'm not going to. No. Jarrell, I'm going to need We're- you to step your game up. Seven for eight, only plus nine. I'm looking Dylan Brooks was plus 13. Like, come on. That's a rookie. You're get- you got beaten plus minus by a rookie. If you think this is good, Drew Martin, you're still trash. Go out and get buckets. <laughs> Go out and get buckets. All right. I want to just get on Dylan Brooks real quick, and then I think we're going to probably be done with this recap. But you mentioned Dylan Brooks, plus 13. I like Dylan Brooks. I think maybe, like we talked about, I think I maybe like him irrationally. 
I think I like the idea of Dylan Brooks more than I like more than actual how good Dylan Brooks may be. But I think he's, I think he's got true upside. Um, however, he looked like a lost puppy on defense last night. He did not know when to switch. He did not know when to be on it. Like he was, he looked like he didn't know he he had never played defense before. It was kind of crazy. I mean, I know it was his first real game against real NBA players, but like he did not look good on defense at all. I mean, that's it, it's very. It was. Very, I mean, granted, the whole team defense was atrocious. I mean, they had really bad communication. Uh, they didn't know when they were switching. Again, that's a lot of young guys, a lot of new guys. That's probably uh, totally fair in the first pre- preseason the, game. You know, wow, big man. But in Dylan the Brooks looked like he'd never played defense before. And it was, like, very apparent. Like, if you don't even know what you're looking for, Dylan Brooks was, like, running around. And, like, there were some – I mean, like I said, you were driving last night. Dylan Brooks was running around in places and didn't know where he was going. But it, it, hopefully we'll see how that works out in the next game, which is – what? In, when is the next uh, game for the Grizzlies? Let's check this out. Um, I, we – I think that's probably it for our Grizzlies news, unless you got anything else that you want to add. But well, the only thing that just kind of to touch on what you were talking about, it, it, I think it's a whole nother podcast is the issue um, because when is college basketball going to change to where they actually play the same game of it? I mean, it's literally a completely different game. Oh, completely it's that- different ball game. Syracuse has a seven foot tall dude from Africa that stands under the basketball goal with his hands up in the air every single possession. Yeah. And it's so frustrating and annoying to watch, but let's keep moving. Yeah. Uh, next game's uh, October 4th, 7 o'clock. We'll probably do another podcast later on this week, uh, so we'll talk about that then. Uh, for now, let's get to the funniest thing we've heard this week. And you sent this to me, and... It is the funniest thing. It was actually last week's, but this we're gonna we're gonna say it this week because that's how funny this is. And I believe this is uh, this is Beasley. Is that is that right? Uh, went on uh, Sports New York or whatever this show is, and I don't know, have any idea what he is talking about <laughs> at at all. And so uh, let's. I want to just play this real quick. Let's. Let's listen to this. Hold on. Let me, let me get this going. All right. Come on, Instagram. Good radio. Capable of yeah. using 10% of our brain, right? Yes. You believe that? No, it's, yeah, that's, yeah. And you got to say it's true. I'm saying that's what people uh, say, that that is, that so, is the consensus so scientifically. The consensus scientifically. So who was the guy that used 11 that made it okay to say everybody just using 10? That isn't the right logic. No, 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 just, just, no, no. Ten percent of just, your brain just, is just, the one that just, said ten. No, because if you're only using ten percent of your brain, you don't even know that you're using ten percent of your brain. Like, like. He knew it was ten percent of your brain based on your brain. Who you don't have he? to be using eleven percent to know someone else. Ten, he's saying I'm ten percent. You're ten percent. Like everyone's ten percent. That is that, not that, mathematically that, no, correct. That is not like, like someone had. But to. you have to have been using ten more than ten percent of your brain yes. to know that everyone else uses. Yes, 10? because if you're only using ten percent of something, that means you don't know the rest of the night. <laughs> we are only capable. Of- that is the funniest thing we've heard all week, and that might be the funniest thing I've heard all month. <laughs> if I've listened to it ten times and still can't understand what he's talking about. If Adam Silver didn't send some dude directly to his house. 
to pee in a cup. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you ever wonder how high is too high, that's that's it right there. I promise you that's it. So, oh man, that was a great uh, episode though. Can we can we? Uh, there's one thing else I wanted to talk Go. about. Another one of the get off of here. things. We don't have to play it, but if you haven't seen Carmelo laugh at oh, that guy man. who asked him if he's gonna come off the bench. We'll it's say that for the really next, entertaining. We'll, we'll say that so for the next podcast. Out. We'll say that for the next podcast. It is hilarious. We'll play that next podcast. Mel Laughing Supporter, which, by the way, was a really dumb question anyway. But that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, if you think I'm coming off the bench. <laughs> if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a review. It really Five helps stars us out. Only. Five stars only, or we'll find a way to delete it. We don't care. Uh, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at King underscore producer. I am at JR Walter four. Come talk to us. Have a conversation with us about basketball, and we will see you guys next week.